What a world you now listening to Talk of Brothers Podcast. Welcome to the Talk of Talk Talk of Brothers Podcast. Podcast. Allow me to reintroduce myself. So, talk of Brothers Podcast. Talk of Brothers. Talk of Brothers. Talk of Brothers Podcast with Smash and Goldie. Goldie and Smash, you guys doing your thing. The mic is contacted. I attract clientele. My brother. Goldie and Smash. Talk of Brothers. That's popping. We ain't worried about nothing. Y'all are now listening to Talk of Brothers. Podcast. What's happening, everybody? It's your boy Go Deep. And it's your boy BTG. I want to welcome you guys to another episode of Talker Brothers Podcast. My boy Smash couldn't take part in the show, so knock, knock. Who's at the door? BTG to the rescue. What's going on, dog? You know, man, my wife, before I got off the phone with my wife, she was like, Do you think animals have thoughts? And I'm like, yeah, of course they do. And she was like, but what in, in what language? And I was stuck. I was truly stuck. I would think a panda would be Mandarin, maybe. Okay. Okay. Sounds accurate. Uh, is a koala, I mean, is a, is a kangaroo, what do they speak? And see, that's what that's what I don't know. I don't know. Are they are they, are they fully Australian? Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> we just don't know. I I would guess that they would speak their native language. Yeah, but we just don't know the native language. But she speaks of thoughts and language. Do you think? What do you think they think about more? Food or survival? I think it's more survival. Think it's more survival than and just yeah. Actually, and plus, I think the I think the food ties into survival as well, though. Okay. So, what what were you and your wife on today to to bring up such a inebriated type of conversation? Yeah, man. Like when when that caffeine gets to that brain, <laughs> all kind of random stuff just come out, and, and I, I got stuck because I'm in a whole totally different dimension, and so you know how that goes. That, that's a thought. So, listeners, pose that question again, BTG. <laughs> if anim- does animals have thoughts, and if they do have thoughts, in what language? And what do you think? That, and to add on to that, what do you think they think about the most? Yeah, <laughs> in their native language. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on on the west side, man? This man is not good on the west side right now. For the past. For the last ten months, it ain't been good, Gordy. It's just L.A. has just been—it's been a lot of gray skies over here, man. It's been a lot of day, a, a lot of sunshine, but a lot of gray skies, man. Well, you know, you know what they say, man. God doesn't give us nothing that we can't handle, man. It's just part of the journey. You know? Yeah, yeah. You like take that detour somewhere else. Midwest, yeah. down south. Yeah, the cool part about the journey is that you just you just don't know where the journey is leading you to. But uh, this is Black History Month, man. Let me let me ask this question, bro. Mm-hmm. Do your kids go to a predominantly black, white, or is it multicultural type of school? Oh, it's multicultural. Multicultural. You got yeah, you got the Hispanics, you got the Asians, you got. Persians and all, you know, blacks, of course, whites. Oh, it's just a, I wouldn't even call it, I wouldn't even call it a melting pot. It's just a big ass crayon box. Okay. So do, 
do they recognize Black History Month with some type of program or it's just a blip on the radar for them? No, I don't. You know what I, I haven't gotten in a while is or I don't even know if it's just the area because I know I know if you go back to, to, to L.A. to the uh, to the L.A. school district, they'll have like certain plays and stuff that will come up. Um, but no, I don't get that out there, you know, and I I can't really tell you if if they're not, you know, uh, bringing awareness to Black History Month and things like that. But um, I know they're they're pretty in tune with with the uh, with themes and, and holidays and stuff like that. So I don't know, you know, it, it's my, my son, middle school. Um, it, it wasn't like his his elementary where they would have certain things like all through the hallways and inside the classrooms and things like that. So it's different. Yeah, because I, my kids go to a multicultural school as well. And uh, black history, it's, it's something that we have to um, instill in them and help them educate them um, because it's, it's not like it's in the forefront of their curriculum or part of their curriculum to teach them black history. And I just thought about that, man, because, because it's Black History Month. And I was like, do you think we we losing out because of it? Because we, we do it because we, we did this because we want our kids in better schools. Um, do you think it's a, a hindrance or do you think it's actually a plus or a minus? I should you say. talking about you talking about as far as Black History Month? Yeah, I mean just just knowing their Black history because it's a it's a it's a it's a positive and a negative to me because you you're highlighting just one month, which right. is the shortest month of the year, whether it's a leap year or not. Right. You know what I mean? So you're not only are you highlighting uh, just that month. It's like you put extras on it, which you should. But as soon as March 1st rolls around, it's over. It's all forgotten. It's all forgotten. So it's like, like, like I said, it's a positive and a negative. It's a gift and a curse. Yeah, you are putting out facts about our ancestors and things that we need to know. But when you just highlight it during 28 or, you know, and or 29 days, that's it. That's not good enough for me. It's not good. Right. I, I, I'm not going to be, uh, I'm not going, I'm not going to, you know, be picky with it. I, I'm glad we do at least have a month, but I think it's more on us to bring awareness year round. Now, how do we do that? That I don't know. Right. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a gang of different ways. The obvious thing is to c- continue to talk about this stuff year round, but it has to be so much more. I just think that I try to uh, make them read certain things and it's not just on Black History Month but you know like the Malcolm X movie just dropped on uh, the documentary just dropped on Netflix Netflix so, yeah, that's huge right now yeah. everybody's talking about that so we'll sit down as a family and we're gonna take we're gonna watch that so they can understand that part of uh, of our black history uh, so I mean it really just because the way that we do the way that urban sprawl has taken all of us you know black white and everybody in between they it kind of makes us lose uh, um, connection to our culture if, if we don't actually expose our kids to it I should say but see that's the thing that this is where the problem lies Goaty, is that I really don't think as the people we know our culture 
Mm-hmm. I think I think that's why I think that's why we uh, we we split up and we spread out to different religions, and then and then we we learn about or we go about that uh, instead of just knowing our overall culture. Right. We're, we're like it, it seems like we're divided, but you know Italians and Spanish, like Nigerians, they can come over here and still keep their culture. So you so, so you think religion plays a big part in the disconnect for our youth and our culture? I, I would our, say our American I, black culture, I should say. Yeah, I, I would say I wouldn't say it's the base, the the basis of it, but I think it's one of the key components to us being disconnected from our original mm-hmm. culture. Because if you think about it, look at the many uh, different religions that we wore worship or have faith in right. you got christianity you got uh the nation of islam you got you know you got all these different type of catholics uh, all these different type of uh religions uh religious backgrounds and they're all divided right when when you know certain cultures will have one religion and that and it's a part of that culture whereas these different religions represent something different right you make a good point there Not to be stuck on religion Because you know how I feel about that Religion and politics But you, you make a good point you Make a good hey, point Hey I, I, The only thing The only <laughs> thing that, that I'm scared about When it comes to death Is is actually being separated from my family But I can't wait Till I talk to the maker Because I want to know what's going on Yeah I mean I, I have a list of questions too And I'm hoping uh, I get a chance to Get to those pearly gates My damn self <laughs> Cause, cause once I find out a lot of stuff wasn't true that I knew wasn't true, I'm look. I told y'all. I told y'all. You gonna be the one in heaven somebody walking around for the first week? I told you so. I told you so. I told you. Uh, but look, man, I'm sitting here, and you know I love HBCU, man. You know I love black college football. You know I love everything black college, man. I, I as well. I'm one of those cats that created Howard University uh, on NCAA. I am taken aback by why did NC State leave the MEAC? Did you read the article? Yeah, yeah. They they uh they put down they put down that dark coffee for some for some cream. Oh, man, do you think it was because? Do you think it was because of? Do you think it was? because more of them a financial gain or just because because they're one of the they're, they're the biggest HBCU with like a 12,000 enrollment do you mm. think they want to just test their metal versus um, PWIs there you go I think that's that's the perfect way to put it they just it's, it's another test it's an experience mm. you know what I mean uh, whether I don't know if it's a I don't know if it's much of a challenge, you know, um, and it could have a little bit of ego to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would think it would it would it will bolster their recruiting a little bit, being that they were being a, a a bigger a bigger type of kind. I mean, the Big South is not that big of a conference, but they will be in more of a in line. Like they're at twelve thousand enrollment. I think their schools are at like maybe like seven to eight thousand. I mean, I mean, I think if I'm not mistaken, there's six thousand 
there, there are at least a few of those BX schools that have enrollments of 6,000 or more. So I don't think the enrollment will play much of a difference on uh, how they garner their uh, their talent. But maybe they're looking to go. Maybe they're looking to be a little bit my a uh, little bit more diverse. But you think that I just think it's gonna be a now it's gonna be a disconnect being that it's it's a HBCU and th- and then. Uh, Why is it a how is it a dis, 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 disconnect from who? Because it's the the culture thing of it, the the culture thing. I mean, the the black college experience um, for for students that wanted to go to the draw to go to North Carolina A and T. I think that's gonna be that's gonna be lost. Maybe not at home, but when they go on the road, they won't be able to experience you know playing against South Carolina State. You know those type of schools, they would, they would lose that experience. Well, the idea, the idea of it, it would be lost. You're right because uh, again, you won't have that experience of playing against another, um, you know, a historical black college. Right. Uh, so yeah, but I mean, that's just you got other options. That's all yeah. I can say about that. I, I would hope that the traditional rivalry games that they play. That ANT played. I hope that they will continue to schedule those games because I think that's something. It just it, it kind of it kind of pisses me off. It's like <laughs> how you don't I, like the change of history. Not necessarily change of history. As soon as we get something really good, now we giving it to them. You, you know, you get what I'm saying. It's like I get you. I get you. It's kind of like let us. You know, Appalachian State was it was it's a smaller school as a PWI, but they're not taking their talents to HBCU. You know what I'm saying? They want them to come to you. Come to us. We're not coming to you. You know, so the big I, boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, well, what about this? What if they go in there and dominate? Would that make you feel a little bit better? No, it won't. No, no. I mean, I will. Yeah, I will. No, I won't say that. I will be glad to see that. That they they are competing on that stage, but I just remember going to an HBCU, being an alum of Miles College, and having that black experience. And nine times out of ten, you go to those schools for that black experience because you didn't want to attend a PWI because you want to be within your culture and and be educated by people that look like you, and be surrounded by people that look like you. Uh, so that's gonna be lost in this move and i'm more than sure and you know i I read where it says they will save somewhere like five hundred thousand dollars in um commuting um you know traveling to and from games and stuff like that so it makes sense on some money move on that aspect yeah but i think you know you see like uh what's the running back from the chicago bears uh what's his name coin Cohen, yeah, he you know he's alumnus alumnus of of ANT and he was like man that's a really bad move and his stance his his take was also um, that the culture you you you're taking away from the black culture by doing this. Nah, I totally understand as as a uh, as a Raider fan, I'm not too sold on the Vegas move. You know what I mean? Uh, I am that person that don't like to mess with history. So especially when it comes to we're talking about we're talking about black history right and you don't want to be in a position where you're giving the culture away um 
because I honestly, like I said, if it's if it's a challenge type of thing, okay. If you're doing it for like a year, but I'm not. I don't really know the rules. I'm not sure if you can switch back that fast. But other than that, I don't see what's the what's the purpose. Yeah, and then you know, realtimerpi.com uh, ranks all the thir- all thirteen. Uh, FCS conferences from 2019 season and concluded that the Big South was 7th and the MEAC was 10th. Uh, Southwest Athletic Conference, the SWAC, was 13th. So you see there is a a jump in talent where, where the competition and I hope that they can compete on that level uh, and not make... And not, don't just don't embarrass us, you know. You, you know what you wanted to say. Don't go over there and make a fool of us. Yeah, don't make a fool of us, man. And and then tuck tail and have to come back down. Yeah, you know, yeah. Make sure that you're doing it and and you do it well. If you come back, if you come back, you better come back with some hardware. Right. And then you know you got Hampton, uh, who who played in the in the in the Big South as well. Uh, so. Indoor, outdoor, and track. So I don't know, man. I I, I don't really. Th- I think that we got to get them in track. We better. <laughs> we got to get them in track. But I'm more than sure that track teams are full of people that look just like us. You know what I'm saying? So we'll be competing against ourselves. But yeah, you got. You know, you got Bel Air us, and you got South Central us. Different. I don't know, man. I, I I feel I'm glad to see that they can they can get up and compete against a high level of competition. But I I just I hate to see that the student body will is getting ready to lose that that black that black experience on to a certain extent. I should say. That's I think they'll go back. And and I hope that the enrollment. I hope that their their sights aren't set on going after the same type of students that the PWIs go after and keep it the way that they're actually doing it, being at a historically black college, that they continue going after the students that they're currently going for to, you know, to to fill their enrollment. Yeah, you can't you can't do that, you know. Stick with that same recruiting class. I would hope so. Just get that that better that that little up up echelon of talent, and and see see how it goes, man. See how it goes. Sticking with the Black History theme, Black owned and operated news network makes its historical launch this week. Have you checked out any of it? The Black News Channel. Nah, because I don't know what channel it is. <laughs> Did you even know it launched this week? Did not, but you told me before we started recording, so I tried to act like I did. Damn, BTG. <laughs> so it's currently being aired on Spectrum. Do you have Spectrum? Oh, I do. Okay. So I so, watch my Laker games. Okay, so then. <laughs> you know, I had to get my Lakers in there. So then you had the channel, bro. So. <laughs> So Give me the you, number. I need the number. I, I don't know, man. I, we have to look that up. But it's on I'm, it's uh, on Spectrum, Xfinity, X, X1 uh, platform, and Dish Network. That uh, sound like I ain't got that channel. <laughs> <laughs> you said all kind of letters. You would, ha- you would have to actually look at your TV guide to see uh, where where it's launched. But Oh, matter of fact, I can look now on my phone. 
So I'm, I'm kind of, ex- I, and I'm glad that we have, and I bring this up for, for multiple reasons, um, that I hope that, like we just so spoke of the HBCUs, that they will use their platform to expose more people nationally of, you know, about the HBCUs, about the history and and uh, give them a, give that them ex, that exposure, but also for the main reason that we finally get a chance to control our narrative. Mm-hmm. So we don't that's have, important. Yeah, we don't have to have people speak for us. We can speak for ourselves. Yeah, I mean, um, just like we was talking about with the uh, with the historical black college, like you don't want to put yourself in a position where you're not able to. You know, basically control the narrative. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or give some, give something up. Because uh, their their goals are give voice to an underserved community, build bridges to connect the many diverse cultures in our nation, facilitate a more informed national conversation about challenges facing our urban communities, engage African American viewers in our nation's social, economic, and political discussions and debates. And showcase African American achieve, achievers, creating positive role models for Black youth, and that's basically what we do here at Talking Brothers Podcast. So they're kind of stealing our thunder, BTG. Well, that's okay because I was already thinking it in my head. I need to call them up and see if they put my podcast. On. Right. So it's thinking the same thing. So it's a good thing, man. I, I definitely want if I don't have the channels that they're showing it on, but I'm definitely going to try to see if they have a streaming service or something so I can um, I can look at the channel and see what kind of content that they're providing and content yeah. that they're producing. So. Who was the first black actor to win an Oscar? Now, you want me to go with my original answer or you want me to go with the cheat Because <laughs> I said, who did I say? I said Samuel Jackson. And then you then said. I said Morgan Freeman. <laughs> and then I said Kobe. He said Kobe. <laughs> but it turned out to be uh, Sidney Poitier. Sidney Poitier, yeah. Nineteen twenty-seven. <laughs> Said, I think I think he's younger than Eddie Bauer. Now, now that I think about it, <laughs> I think Eddie Bauer is. I think Eddie, no way. I'm tripping. Yeah, he's definitely older than Eddie Bauer. I mean, no, he's definitely younger than Eddie Bauer. But uh, yeah, Sidney Poitier was born when it was in black and white. <laughs> so that that's a fun fact, I guess. I was sitting here, and we wanted to talk about uh, Jeanette Debose. Um, giving us and our condolences out to her February 18, 2020 actress singer Jeanette DeBose died unexpectedly in her sleep in her Glendale, California home at 74 so I definitely wanted to send our condolences on that but you know as we were talking Esther Scott passed away and she was known for her role in the boys in the hood and and you got served, she died at 66 and uh, that prompted you (laughs) So we want to send our condolences to Esther, Esther Scott family as well. But that prompted you to say that you were going to go, you were going to change your diet back to what? Oh, yeah. I'm about to eat all Southern food. <laughs> I'm talking about the filthiest <laughs> fried 
cornbread, <laughs> greens. I'm talking greens straight out the ground. They ain't even cleaned <laughs> all the way. Washed good, huh? Yeah, they ain't even washed <laughs> all the way because it seemed like it seemed like them southern. Them southern folks is getting to them them ninety like you know Uncle Willie is hundred and seven this right. year and smoke and cigars Will- yeah Uncle <laughs> Uncle Willie been eating chitlin dogs all his life chitlin dogs <laughs> so you so you gonna you gonna veer away from your what you call it guacamole eating yeah these avocado eating <laughs> avocado, here, avocado. these cats these cats <laughs> before the new iPhone come out they dropping. Cause you know, you know, you know, California is known for avocados, but we don't have a like, we don't have a food staple. Like, you know, when it comes to the South, we yeah. we 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 tend to tie the South to like barbecue. Right. Well, you know? yeah. I mean, everybody has its like. You think about Louisiana Cajun food. You think about right. Texas barbecue. You think about, you know, uh, most of the Southern states are barbecue or seafood or some type of. Yeah. regionalized delicacy whereas the west coast is kind of a what you would think a pull from a little bit of everybody that's what we are culture vultures when it comes to food because we snatch up everything we got <laughs> korean chinese food jamaican uh we got new york's uh style pizzas out here you know we got a couple of cajun spots man jamaican spots we got everything out here but it's like we don't have nothing that said, other than avocados, that says this is this is California. Well, you got you do have it. What Roscoe's chicken and waffles? Yeah, but the chicken come from the <laughs> south. <though. laughs> the fried chicken part, huh? Yeah, the waffles <laughs> might come for us, <laughs> but that chicken is that batter is straight southern. Uh, <laughs> and then what goes with it? That red rooster. That red rooster, man. That Louisiana hot sauce. Yes. Louisiana. Yes, sir. Not, not LA-ana. Louisiana. <laughs> not that LA. The other yeah. LA. The southern LA. Yeah, because if you get that, if you get that California LA hot sauce, it's going to have avocado ingredients in it. <laughs> some, some type of vegan. Some type, some type of, of sriracha or something. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Some type of vegan oil or something. <laughs> he said vegan oil. <laughs> Oh my goodness! So what? What you got planned, man? What, what coming into this? This coming out to these spring spring months, man? Can we get out of this winter, here, Charlotte? Oh man, uh, you know the sun is having a birthday coming up in March. Uh, right after that, we got smoke free weekend in Vegas. Yes, speak about uh, it. Talk about it. Talk about. Uh, it. Oh man, like, I'm telling y'all right now, you don't have to be into podcasting. You don't even know how. You don't even have to know what a podcast is, but you definitely want to come to Vegas, network with these people, check out the live show. It's a toga show Friday night. I mean, a toga party Friday night, um, and it's just a group of people with different personalities. The whole nine uh, gonna give you a great show for only what forty five fifty bucks. We're going to feed y'all. How many live shows you know? That's going to feed and give y'all some beverages. What's Adult on, beverages. What's on the menu? Don't know that yet. <laughs> because because we got we got three different options, but we treat, we trying to see which is the best option. But hey. I can tell you right now, it's going to be a a, a, a lot of a plethora of alcohol available. Okay. So you and, will, you will get your alcoholic nourishment for sure. And some candy. And it's some, some candy. funny. It's some funny candy. <laughs> Be careful. So, so you know, black folk, 
You might as well go ahead and make that thing buffet style. Don't do it by the plate, man. And I think I think that was one of the options. But we're going to see. Like I said, look, y'all gonna get fed, okay? The only thing that y'all need to complain about is the show might end. That's about it. <laughs> All good things must come to an end. That's 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 it. And and don't think we not talking behind closed doors about the next one. Right. At a, at another location. It's not and it's probably not gonna be a spot where y'all think we gonna go. But uh, yeah. Smoke Free Weekend, April 16th through the 20th, Las Vegas, live show, views from the 7, shenanigans with Chris. Uh, I mean, uh, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank. I do Paco and Penrose. I'm the host, BTG for president. We got Jackie behind the scenes. We got Danny, the photographer. I call him the moment snatcher. The moment uh, snatcher. You gotta be, well, not, go to, you have to be on your P's and Q's. When you, when you end a, a, an event, with uh, Danny, uh-huh. he's gonna catch you, and he gonna send it to you right away. You know what I'm saying? Jay Omega from New York gonna be performing um, shenanigans with friends with Chris. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, an OLF podcast, cast out of South Philly. Right. So we got a wide variety of content, man. That's what's up. Yeah, you know, you know the brothers will be in the house. We definitely gonna be there. We missed it last year, but we definitely gonna partake this year for sure. Oh so, man, I got a rice, I got a rice crispy waiting on you. And and just to be that it's Vegas. Even if you don't take part in all the festivities, you in Vegas. There's a whole Vegas. lot of things to do besides yeah, just exactly hang out with us. <laughs> exactly. So just but, don't get in that limousine. Yeah, yeah. Well, the wrong limousine, let's say that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to get up out of here, BTG. You know, my brother, I appreciate you coming through, giving us assist when Smash is, um, had other things to take care of, man. Where can the listeners find you? Uh, BTG uh, for president, Open Run with BTG, a part of the Rare Signers Network. You can follow me on all social media platforms, at Baby the Great. And uh, that's it, man. Appreciate it, appreciate it. So with that being said, much love, and we out. Peace. We have returned to claim the pyramid. Pawning on the mothership. I am the mothership connection. <laughs>